0: Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. I have come to my life. me, overtake me, Turn to somebody and smile. Smile. Get your Bibles. Get your Bible app, whatever you're using tonight. Amen. Watch the screen. We're going to get to the word of the Lord this evening. Praise God. I want to go to the book of John tonight, to the sixth chapter of the book of John. And uh, one of the most interesting stories, I think they're all interesting, but this is a unique story. In the Word of God. From John chapter 6 and verse number 11. The Bible said Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down and likewise unto the fishes as much as they would. This is an all-you-can-eat buffet. As much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets, twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you tonight about lessons in the leftovers lessons in the leftovers Heavenly Father we love you we praise you and we want to celebrate your miracle working power tonight we want to remind ourselves God of your glory and your dominion and your power power over sin power over sickness power over disease Power, Lord Jesus, over every work of the enemy. God, we give you the praise for it in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. amen. The Lord bless you could be seated. Lessons in the leftovers. This miracle, the feeding of the five thousand, really demands our attention. You know, it's the only miracle recorded in all four gospels. You can find the narrative in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And when you begin to piece all the pieces of the puzzle together from each book, you see the narrative of a beautiful, wonderful story. As we explore the events leading up to this glorious miracle, it helps us to understand the dynamics of what is taking place and transpiring here. John the Baptist had just been beheaded John the Baptist was uniquely and specially linked to Jesus Christ, both prophetically and family-wise. They were first cousins. We find that John the Baptist ushered in a new order that revealed the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, the one and the only. Jesus said this of John, his cousin, among those that are born of women, there, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist." so the death of john would have been a a heavy blow to jesus and his disciples it would have struck their their hearts so we see that here's you've got the 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 john the baptist was just beheaded and then the ministry of the disciples went out uh, for the bible records in luke's record of the story in luke 9 and 1 it says then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases and he sent them to preach the kingdom of god and to heal the sick what an amazing uplift that must have been from the sadness of john's death to now they're working very uh, rigorously in in signs and wonders they were excited but they were tired they were victorious, but they also were worn out, amen. They had given; they had been given the power to deal with demons and disease, and their message was the gospel of the kingdom, yet they were worn out from it when you begin to read the story. You find that, that the Lord had told his disciples, take nothing with you for your journey. Don't Neither staves, nor script, nor bread, neither money, neither have uh, two coats of peace. And and he said, and whatsoever house ye entered into, there abide and thence depart. And so they went in by faith. They stepped out in ministry by faith. They stepped out in doing the work of the Lord by faith. And they got busy and they departed when they went through the town preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. That must have been an incredible missionary journey, an excursion. They cast out devils. They anointed with all many that were sick. Mark records and healed them. This kingdom stuff is awesome. I still believe that he is the healer. I heard that, honey. <laughs> I still believe that he is the healer. I still believe that he is the one that can deliver from devils. I believe that he is the one that has uh, the authority. Amen. And so they go out. Uh, the Bible says that Jesus told his disciples, let's go apart for a while. And as they go apart, as they leave him, they're going on vacation. They're headed to vacation. Amen. And and, and as they're looking for some R&R, 5,000 men and all the women and children with them follows Jesus and pulls upon him to teach to us. And so Jesus stops on his way to vacation and has a conference the disciples said Lord it is evening it's getting late in the day and this is a a, a desert place a lonesome place a wasteland why don't you send these people away so they can go get something to eat Matthew put it in his narrative that Jesus said unto them in Matthew 14 and 16 they need not depart give ye them to eat amen it's all how you see ministry it is all how you see the work of the lord you can either see the that what is before us as the lonesome wasteland as a desert place where there's no mcdonald's no burger king there is no uh uh there's no uh chick-fil-a come on somebody and they said it's wearisome it's uh, hard in this place but jesus said You don't need to send them away. The answer is here in this place. The answer is here in this place. So they get the treasure. Come on, Judas. Step over here. Calculate what we've got. 200 penny worth is not sufficient to feed everybody. But you need to look deeper. You need to try something different. Amen. I want to tell you that we need not be concerned about budget when the master is in the house. We need not be concerned about budget when the savior is in the house and so we can't afford to get hung up on our ability and what's in our wallet and what's in our bank account and then say i don't know if god can do anything and so there was a lad there with some barley loaves and some fish and jesus said let me have that lunch and he has all the people sit down to eat Get ready to eat. Five loaves, two fishes. That doesn't look like much. Sit down, amen, for your miracle. Sit down for your lunch. the lunch speaks of what it takes to sustain us there's a little bit that's just going to be for the boy the young lad and he's going to eat it and go on back home amen but Jesus took the loaves in John 6 and 11 Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down and likewise of the fish as much as they would Christ never is in need when he has somebody that's willing to give what they have for what is around a lad with a lunch doesn't look like much but what he does he could have called manna down from heaven he'd done that before he could have created food before them but no he said i'm gonna take somebody that's got seemingly little and i'm gonna thank and bless it. I'm going to bless it and I'm going to break it and we're going to pass it out for the glory of God. Can I stop here and preach a little while? It's not a matter about how much talent we have. It's not about how much money we have. It's not about the size of our church. It's not about size of a ministry but rather it is about can you give him all you got can you give him all you have because if you'll give him all that you have he'll take what you got and he'll turn it into something powerful god is already always ready for someone to come forward all he needs is a lad with a lunch all he needs is a David with a stone and a sling. All he needs is a Samson with a jawbone. All he needs is a sham guard with an ox goad. All he needs is a Moses with a rod. All he needs is a little boy and a lunch. Amen. Because Christ... Pus- The lunch is supper for about probably 15,000 people. 5,000 men if you average one one lady and one child, that's 15,000 that the Lord is feeding about out of one boy's lunch. But Jesus took the loaves. How many of you want the Lord to take what you have? Take what you've got and Lord will you break it and will you bless it and will you multiply it? God will you take what little I have, turn it into something great. Quit saying I don't have much. For when we offer our lunch to Christ, he blesses it. He breaks it. He multiplies it. He delivers it to our hands and then we deliver it to the needy. Amen. We are the bread delivery business. We're in the bread delivery business. Jesus said to Peter, if you love me, what are you going to do? Feed my sheep. Amen. We're in the the bread delivery business. So he had them all sit down and he fed them from the five loaves and two fish. And the Bible said in John 6 and 12, when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, he gave them this commandment gather up the fragments that remain that nothing be lost. It is common knowledge in the Gill house and our family that I love leftovers. Do I have any brothers or sisters in the house? I don't just like leftovers. I love leftovers. Because I have a philosophy, at least for most dishes, they get better after sitting a little while. Come on, help me preach tonight. (laughs) I love leftovers. I enjoy, uh, you know, everybody else will shy away from them, but I'm going to go get it. I I know I've always got something to eat. My wife, she feeds an army if there's three that show up. And and so I know I've got, uh, got some leftovers there. But the Lord said, I want you to gather up the fragments, the leftovers that remain so that nothing is lost. Don't waste your blessing. Don't waste what God has given you. Don't waste any part of this miracle. Let's take the leftovers of the miracle and bring it with us. The fragments speak of those parts that were broken and fragmented. It it, it wasn't like a fool piece of bread. It was a, a little piece of a, of a corner of a bread and a little part of the, you know, the, the crust and a little part of this uh, that's just all piled into these baskets, 12 basketfuls of, of pieces and chunks. And, and, and and you know, it's not really pretty. It's not like it was when it just come out of the oven. But now it's just broken pieces. And so the Lord said, I want you to take what re, what is re, uh, remaining, what is in excess. I want you to take the abundance and the leftover of the mirror. And I want you to save it because we don't want nothing to be lost. The Greek word here for lost means to ruin. Don't let the leftovers ruin. Don't waste anything. There's hungry kids in China that need it. He says, What I was told. That nothing be lost. Don't forget the fragments. Don't forget the the leftover bread. Amen. God wants us to really grasp this concept tonight, I believe. And so we find that after everything is over, they're still weary. They're still worn out. They're still mourning the death of John. They're still rejoicing over casting out devils and healing the sick. And and then they had the interruption of, of preaching and then the miracle and all of this. And they're exhausted and straightway, Mark 6 and 45, straightway, he constrained his disciples to get into a ship and go to the other side before unto Bethesda while he sent away the people and when he had sent them away he departed into a mountain to pray so Jesus sends his disciple you go on ahead of me how are you going to get there, Jesus? You go ahead and go ahead and go on ahead of me, and I'm going to send everybody away. And then he went to a mountain to pray. So here they are on a mission. They're in the will of God, in the work of God, and we preached from this before many times. But look at this. The accounts of Scripture say that somewhere around 6 p.m. they started rowing. And some uh, a little while later, just some short three miles later, they encountered a storm. For the Bible said, when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. They've been casting out devils. They've been healing the sick. They've been feeding folks. And they're going about doing what the Lord says. They're exhausted. And then they come into a storm. I want to tell you, a Navy SEAL has nothing on a missionary. A Navy SEAL has nothing on somebody that's going to do a for God. They're going to have to push through. Amen. But yet there are moments when we say, why am I struggling? Why do I not seem to be getting anywhere? Why does it look like I'm rowing and going nowhere? Amen. Why am I in this storm? And Jesus sees from afar and he saw that they were toiling in rowing. They were fighting the oars. The oars spoke of their purpose and they were fighting with their oars and the wind was against them and everything was Against them. Lord, why did you put me here? Let me give you four reasons for the storm. Four reasons for this storm. Number one, God wanted to remove some of their preconceived ideas of what the kingdom should be. They wanted to make him king in a natural sense and it wasn't the time. Amen. Dealing with the storm in your life will cause you to seek the will of the king and remove preconceived ideas of how things ought to be. Well God I thought it would be like this. I thought it would be like that. But the Lord sometimes sends us in a storm of life so we can get all the junk that is clouding our vision about the purpose and the will of God. He just simply said go to the other side amen and they got hung up on making him king and they didn't realize what was going on he still had to go to calvary before he would be coronated as it were king amen in his kingdom first reason God wanted to change their preconceived ideas. The second was, God wanted to teach them about the blessing of obedience. Go to the other side. Go to the other side. Sometimes you're in a storm, and it's not anything else but are you obeying God? Can you obey God when everything is chaos, when you're fighting with your oars, when you're fighting with the storm, when the wind is contrary against you? Can you just keep on pushing anyway? can you keep on pushing when the world's gone crazy when there's a situation in our country that is so bad and awful can you just keep on being a child of god amen the storm will test and teach us the blessing of obedience number three amen they had not learned the lesson from the loaves yet they needed to learn the lesson of the loaves for a storm will teach you the value of leftovers and i'll get to that more in a moment And number four, he wanted them to know he was the answer in the storm. The storm had a way of disturbing their ambitions. The storm had a way of disturbing their progress. But Jesus came about the fourth watch in the night. He cometh unto them walking upon the sea and would have passed them by. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out, For they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and said unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Hallelujah. That's what you can learn in a storm. It is I, be not afraid. Will you trust me? Will you hang on? Will you keep believing? And when he went up into the ship with them, the wind ceased. It literally means that the wind gave up. The wind stopped when he stepped in the boat. And he looked at them. The Bible says the wind ceased and they were sore amazed in verse 51 in themselves beyond measure and wondered. And Jesus said in verse 52, for they considered not the miracle of the loaves for their heart was hardened. Let me say it again. They considered not the the lesson if i may say of the leftovers because their heart was hardened what what's going on here where were these 12 baskets of leftovers at this time where are they at jesus said take them with you right so where are the leftovers come on in the boat with them so when they started on their journey they took the remaining fragments of their miracle that they just witnessed that ought to have blown their mind. And the Lord said... Take them with you. Go to the other side. And so they're toiling and rowing and they're fighting the wind. And right beside them is a lesson in the leftovers they had yet to learn. Amen. They did not make the connection between the God that can feed 5,000 men. Amen. And the God that can sustain you in your storm. It may seem like Jesus has left you, forsaken you, ignoring you. But what you've got to do is look around and find some fragments, find some leftovers. Yesterday, he did this for me. Yesterday, he brought me through this. Yesterday, I saw him feed 5,000. Yesterday, amen, this happened yesterday, last year, last month. I know what he did for me. I remember what he did. Here's the lesson in the leftovers is, is that when you feel like God has left you, and God has forsaken you, why don't you go to the kingdom refrigerator, open it up, and you'll find row after row of where he's been faithful before, where he has blessed you before, where he has kept you before, where he has fed you before, where he's blessed you financially, where he has healed your body, where He has helped you through the storm. Hallelujah. Don't forget the lesson in the leftovers. Some of us tonight need to remember what the Lord has done for us, we need to remember and recall how the Lord has blessed us. Amen. Don't throw your miracle away. Amen. Don't throw your. He said, "Don't let anything go to ruin. Don't let your testimony go to ruin. Don't let what God has done for you go to ruin. Rehearse it. Hallelujah. Why don't we stop belly aching about what we do not have? Where's God in our storm? And turn around and see what? I wish that one of those disciples would reach over and went. God's got this. God's got this. God's got this. Hallelujah. God's got this. Why don't you look around in the storm of where you are right now and tell the Lord, You got this, Lord. You got this, Lord. I remember when it was like this, and I remember how this happened, and I remember, and you got it today. You need to remember the blessing and the lesson. And the leftovers. The psalmist said in 105 and 5, Remember, somebody say, remember. remember, remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders and judgments of his mouth. Psalm 143 and 5, Remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works, I muse on the works of thy hands. I want to stop here and tell you we need to cultivate storytelling. And I don't mean lying. I'm talking about testimony. Storytelling to our kids and our grandkids. Amen. I wish I had one more time to hear my dad sit down and tell one more story. We need to be storytellers of the miracles. Amen. Oh, I heard that before. So what? Buck up, bud. Because there's going to be a day you're going to need to reach down in the basket and pull out what God has done and say, Woo! If he did it for Grandma, he can do it for me. If he did it for Grandpa... He can do it for me. Hallelujah. If it happened yesterday, it will happen today for me. Don't forget the lesson that you can learn in your leftovers. Remember. Remember the former things of old. For I'm God and there's none else. I'm God and there's none like me. The psalmist said in another place, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. Jesus said he was the bread of life. He was the bread of heaven. Leftover bread is meant to feed you and sustain you in tomorrow's storm. Let me say it again. Leftover bread is meant to sustain you and feed you in tomorrow's storm. How many of you reached into a collection of a message that maybe years ago you heard preached? And you reach over there and you grab that and you begin to think about it and you think about the goodness of the Lord. What are you doing? You're grabbing some leftovers. And and I don't mean that in a negative sense. I mean that in a miracle sense. You're reaching over and grabbing something. Man, I remember Bishop Walls preaching about this. And I remember Bishop Walls preaching about that. One of my favorite all-time messages. I was not here. I was not where he preached it. But I grabbed it some many years ago off of one of the cassettes when he talked about the eighth wonder of the world and the church. And I remember that, Bishop, and it still holds to me. It's like a bread, like a piece of bread. Hallelujah. I remember many messages at camps and conferences and and places and moves of God and how the Holy Ghost fell. If the Holy Ghost fell upon you in camp last year, amen, we may not have camp this year, but what you can go back to is you can pick up the leftovers, bring it into your day and begin to thank the Lord with every bite. God, you're good to me. Lord, you bless me. You haven't forsaken me. You haven't forgotten me. I'm in this boat, but I'm not alone. I got some left leftovers with me it's time to remember the lesson from the leftovers remember that time when your storm was raging and God sent peace to you think about it how often we forget they just forgot 5,000 men plus women and children being fed how do we do that? I watched people walk away from God and God had healed them, miraculously touched their body, and they just say, whew, I'm gone. Why? I think because they forgot the leftovers. They forgot to remember where the Lord brought them from. How about those times that he sent his contentment? He sent his victory. He sent his healing. He sent his blessings. He sent revivals. He sent a guest preacher. He sent a prayer warrior in their life. He sent somebody to encourage you. He sent a prayer meeting by your way. And all of a sudden you reached over and you took of it again. God is good. Jesus is still the same yesterday and forever don't forget the loaves don't forget the loaves hallelujah the Bible also says that when Jesus came into the ship amen then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him saying of a truth Thou art the Son of God. Hallelujah. You know what? The psalmist put it like this in Psalm 103 and 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. I say it again. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Why? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not, forget not all of his benefits. Forget not. Don't forget his blessing. Don't forget the healing from disease. Don't forget a healing in your mind. Don't forget the restoration from destruction. Don't forget deliverance from bondage. Don't forget He's given us new mercies every day. Don't forget He's given us revival from dryness and deadness. Don't forget how He's given us peace that passes understanding. Amen. That the world cannot experience this phenomenon. Don't forget about the renewings that you've had daily. Don't forget about His blessings of the food that you eat and the bills that you've been paid and your children are healthy and your grandkids are healthy don't forget the blessing of God I'm convinced that God wants to bless us even more than we can imagine but first we need to remember the loaves bless the Lord oh my soul I want somebody today, as the music is coming, I want somebody today to talk to yourself. How many in this building do that already? I got my hand up. I talk to myself. I even answer myself. I talk to myself. This is what the psalmist is saying Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord. Come on, soul. Come on, soul. Look around. Do you see the 12 baskets? Look around. Do you see the miracle working power of God? Look around. Do you see how God has blessed this family and that family and this part of the family and this part of the family of God and this part of the family of God? Look around and see how God has sustained us. Amen. Look how God has blessed. Don't forget, So, Don't forget, he's the blesser. He's the sustainer. He's the keeper. I wish that somebody right now would go back in the recesses of your mind, pull out a miracle, and begin to thank God for it. Pull out a miracle right now and as you begin to think about what the Lord has done for you, why don't you stand to your feet and begin to thank him for it as you begin to think about and you think about what God has blessed you stop looking at what the world is doing and all their mess just for a little bit, stop looking at the storm just for a minute and turn around and take a bite Amen, out of the blessing of yesterday, out of the benefit of today, out of the goodness of God that he keeps in his leftover, your memory Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com.